course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing spooktastic. Me too, me too. I'm glad everybody's here and listening. I'm ready to talk horror movies. Uh, Before we dive into everything, and our review today is on the theatrical release, The Exorcist Believer, I'd like to send a thank you to our wives, Monica and Kayla, for all their support and help. Uh, Even despite, I'm going to take the high road, even despite the wives rebuttal last week, I'm going to take the high road and still thank them. Uh, for their support, but this this the support feels like it's dwindling every time they come on the show. But <laughs> so be it. Uh, but like I said, we're going to be reviewing the Exorcist Believer. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about and discuss before we get there. And uh, we even have in the, uh, a couple of movies that we're not really doing full reviews on, but a couple of weekend releases that we both watched that uh, I, I think we ought to just chat about a little bit because man, they were they were really good, and I'm I'm really excited about them. Uh, but let's start. We both watched uh, VHS 85 that came out. We've talked about these VHS movies quite a bit uh, through the course of the podcast. Uh, I, I have, again, I've, I've talked about how they've turned me around on found footage. And um, I have said that each one seems to get better than the one before. And I think that trend continues. I think VHS 85 is my favorite thus far. Uh, and, man, I I absolutely loved it and fully enjoyed it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, VHS 85, in my opinion, it, 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 I don't want to say I, I, I honestly, my initial reaction was that this was the best one so far. Um, and the only reason I, I, I do stick with that is because this one kind of did a little bit something different than the other ones um, where it has sort of like that background story that was kind of going on um, about the shapeshifter creature Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of was in the background the entire time, but also some of the, uh, segments, uh, cr- crisscrossed across with each other. Yeah. Um, and, uh, fun fact, one of the, uh, segments, um, which was, uh, probably my favorite one out of all of them, uh, which was called uh, dream kill, uh, which was directed by Scott Derrickson. Fun fact, it's actually in the same universe as black phone. Um, oh, interesting. It, it's a direct, uh, it's a part of the universe. Um, the, for a little spoiler here, one of the char- the character in Dream Kill, which is one of the segments, uh, can see, uh, the, the future. He can see premonitions of deaths mm. that are yep. occurring. Um, he, his, uh, aunt is actually the mom of the two char- younger characters in Black Phone. Um, so it's a hereditary thing, I guess, where everyone uh, has the ability to see the future in that family. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. But that was that was a good segment. Uh, I like that one. But I, I really liked the one uh, at the lake uh, with yep. the uh, with the people that had been in the water couldn't die, and uh, that which tied, like you said, to the other one uh, about the group, the what they called themselves, the Seven, I think it was. And um, come to find out that tied. To that was, you know, a member of the set. Again, this is a spoiler, which, you know, we say right at the top of the show. So if you've not seen it, we're, we're, we're going there. Uh, that the one girl in the seven who was doing her, whatever you want to call her coming of age thing was the sniper in the, the, uh, the, the first segment at the lake that was yeah. shooting them. So it was pretty cool. And it all swung back around. I, I, I loved how that tied together. I didn't, I didn't, didn't see that coming. Right. I really liked the, the lake segment. And then when it got to the seven, I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. And then. You know, when it got to the point and she put that video in, I was like, oh, this is tying back. And I, I was very impressed. It was, it was very cool. Um, I, I did. I, I fully enjoyed it. Really, really loved it. Yeah. Um, and uh, but even despite that, uh, while as much as I love VHS 85, I, I don't think <laughs> that I enjoyed it even as much as another movie that I watched, which was uh, you, you mentioned to me, which I was already planning to watch, but that everybody's talking about. And that is on Amazon Prime. It is totally killer. Yeah. This movie freaking knocked it out of the park. This movie was incredible. And, um, it was, it was, to me, it was clever. It was, it was funny without feeling forced because sometimes humor just feels so forced and right and and, and cliche. Uh, but this didn't have that. And, um, 
this really this this movie really gave me vibes uh, just feel wise I'm, I'm not saying it's a, as good as or the same type of movie per se just the feeling of it really in the freshness of it i guess kind of gave me vibes of, of, of scream yeah it, it really felt very clever uh and and, and, and tied in humor well and was very hip I, th- I thought um you know and this is one of those movies that i watched it and i told monica say oh, you, you would like this movie watch it and she liked it and she loved it and um man this was this was a great movie and uh i am i am dying and hoping so much that they that they do another one that they continue on uh, but i know the i mean like online world is on fire talk about this movie uh, but I, I loved it yeah absolutely um i want to add so well first of all i like you said i i mentioned it to you and you kind of you i, I was i figured you probably already had it on your list for the weekend because holy shit so much stuff came out this weekend um but in addition to kind of what you said, uh, my, my wife, uh, Kayla, actually recommended this movie. And I was very hesitant going into it just because it kind of seemed cheesy. Yeah. But in watching this movie, first of all, Kieran and Shipka is is fantastic in horror movies. Um, she also plays a role in uh, Sabrina the Teenage, which I think she is Sabrina in the Netflix series, which I've heard is great. Um, but, you know, it just this movie, like you said, it had meta slasher vibes on par with uh, Scream. Um, it gave me very, like, it, if I had to describe this to somebody, I would tell them, um, it has the vibes of Happy Death Day, um, yeah. if you mixed it with Back to the Future. And it was, oh man, so good. I could do a whole review on just how great this movie is and how good of a twist this movie has. And just, yeah, such a beautiful slasher. Uh, just so good. So, so good. Yeah. I loved it. And again, like I said, I knew this movie was coming. I, you know, I had, Heard about it. I had read about it. And I thought, ah, I don't know. It's, you know, it's supposed to, they kept calling it horror comedy, blah, blah, blah. And it, and it is. Right. I, I get that. But I'm like, ah, I don't know. This doesn't sound like my thing. But I thought, you know what? I'll try it, right? I feel, almost feel like this obligation, right? And it's not that I didn't want to watch it, per se. But it's like, I feel like I need to check it out, right? So we could talk about it and, and so that I can be informed. And I watched it. And I thought, holy shit, that was great. And uh, I, you know, I don't know. I can't complain at all about the movie. I thought it was had had everything uh, that a good movie has, and uh, I'm you know I won't like you know we won't talk about it a whole lot because I'm hoping people are still watching it. Uh, again, I think it's perfectly set up that they could uh, they could do all kinds of things with it. I mean, there's there's endless sequel possibilities that they could do with this, uh, given how the how the film ended, and uh, there's, you know all kinds of stuff. Um, but tying into this, we you know like you said, this was a big a big weekend for horror movies. Uh, you know, lots of release you know releases in in theater. Well, I mean. Obviously, the Exodus Believer in theater, and then online, some kind of some kind of benchmark for the year releases. Uh, so we did throw up a poll on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, and uh, we asked which weekend horror release did the fans enjoy the most. And uh, we got a really really good response on it, lots of votes in, and it broke down. We had four choices, and it broke down that the winner was Totally Killer with fifty six percent overwhelmingly, and then at, at number two was VHS eighty five with twenty six percent. Third was the Exorcist Believer. At 14%, and coming in fourth was Pet Cemetery Bloodlines at 4%, which we will be reviewing next episode. And now it has me a little, little trepidatious. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I, I'm thinking the numbers don't reflect. I don't know. I, I've heard, I've heard things about it, you know, not favorable, but I, I think the numbers more reflect. I bet a lot of people have not just not watched it, given some of the other stuff. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, and to be fair, and we'll talk more about it again, I've heard a lot of negative online about the Exorcist Believer. It's getting, it's getting raked over the coals and we'll, we'll talk more about this and, and, and our feelings on it and, and, and then the, the, this online reaction to it and, and everything. So it's, it's, it's very peculiar, but we'll talk about more and when we get to our review. Um, but, uh, besides that, uh, besides those, you know, like I said, we both watched those. I, did you, did you watch anything else of nope? Um, I, I actually, I, <laughs> I watched a lot of stuff. Um, it, but basically all of it was rewatches. Like we rewatched the Goosebumps from 2015, Halloween Town from 1998, Hocus Pocus from 93, It Follows from 2014, and Trick or Treat from 2007. But two new-ish things that I watched that I think are worth noting. Um, I watched the Spirit Halloween movie on Shudder. Yeah. Um, from last year. And, and it was, it was alright. Um, it, it's uh it's definitely geared more towards like kids i think um 
just because it, it wasn't super scary and uh, it was very cheesy. And uh, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I'm not going to give it a rating just because I, I, I would feel bad. But uh, the other movie that I watched um, was a movie called Malum on uh, mm-hmm. stars. Um, Malum is a remake of a movie that I've talked about before on here. It's called the last shift. Um, the last shift was from, I think like 2014, 2016, but basically this is a complete remake, uh, a new vision on the movie. Um, the story that I heard on why this got a remake kind of quickly was that I guess the last shift wasn't really made exactly how the director wanted it or the writer or whoever. So Malum is basically, he has more money now. So he's like, okay, let's actually make this right. Um, and it was good. It was obviously very, 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 very similar to The Last Shift. So you could almost just not watch this movie if you've seen The Last Shift. Uh, but it was still, I think, worth a watch just because it had some new, you know, some new characters, uh, a couple new twists. So um, if you've never seen The Last Shift, just watch Malum. If you've seen The Last Shift, give Malum a try. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's the two major ones that I watched recently. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing that I really watched was uh, I watched I did watch the Chucky season three, episode one. Nice. Uh, and it was uh, it was fun. It was good. I liked it. Um, I liked you know, like I said, there were, you know, it's no secret that they're, they're in the White House now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so but it's very good. Right. It's I, I enjoy the Chucky series a lot. I like how it uh, ch- the, the Child's Play series. Good and bad. The one thing that it absolutely does that I enjoy is that it uh, it never discards any of its history, right? It it whether it is again well received or not, it it accepts its past. It it accepts the movies it's done as as part of the canon, and it uh, it, it uses the high points <laughs> the best it can, and 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 I appreciate that. And the series is is really has so far been really good about doing that, right? Picking and choosing, tying lots of things to the past together, uh, lots of the the, the good points. Uh, and it's enjoyable, right? It's it's well cast and it's well acted. And again, I, I enjoyed the first episode. Um, so hopefully that maintains, uh, continues on through through season three. Yeah, I'm you know I'm, like I said, I'm a fan of the series, so let's let's hope they don't ruin that for me. Cool. Uh, but you never know. <laughs> but uh, so far so good. One episode, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, but uh, okay, well I was lost my train of thought there. Uh, so we're uh, moving on to our weekly segment, and uh, this week uh, we have Ike coming at us again with another horror hot take. Horror hot take. All right. So if uh, for you, those of you who may not be familiar with us, um, maybe you're a new listener, and if you are, welcome. Uh, we have we have a revolving door of segments that we do every episode, and uh, we're gonna probably come up with some different ones and mix some things in to try to keep it fresh, but. One of the segments we do uh, on a regular basis is is called Horror Hot Take, and it is it's, it's open for either of us, but it's typically Ike because Ike has a he has a lot of these uh, queued up, ready to go, uh, to talk about, and it's uh, where where he discusses something that could that could be triggering, so to speak, for for certain horror fans, uh, and it is a quote unquote hot take uh, where it is a a thing where so, you know it's a strong opinion that. Uh, could could cause people to either strongly agree or disagree. So, Ike, uh, do you have one in mind, and are you ready to dive into it? Yep, absolutely am. All right, go for it. All right. So I've talked a lot about on here about how, you know, there are some movies uh, from the 80s and 90s and 70s that age better than other movies, um, some movies that are in the modern age better than some of the original movies, and I even have specifically talked about how I prefer movies like The Conjuring um, compared to that of like The Exorcist. Now, this this hot take was actually uh, specifically prompted by my rewatching of The Exorcist movie and then watching The Exorcist Believer. And my hot take essentially revolves around the fact that there are simply some old movies that have not aged well, um, and there are some old movies that for lack of a better phrase, are simply not as good as their remakes or their requels, if you will. And I think it's about time that we all just kind of accept that there are just some really poorly paced horror movies from the 80s and 90s that are beloved, but are simply just not as good visually um, as these more modern movies. And while I understand that visuals are not everything, it's a lot of it, especially with horror movies. Um you know, we rewatched The Exorcist, and I just realized how 
how dog shit the pace is in that movie. <laughs> no offense to any exorcist lovers out there, but, uh, it was, it was not as good as my other rewatches of the film. And, uh, you know, I just, I was sitting there watching, I'm like, man, this movie is just dragging ass. Like, I was like, why is it dragging? I don't remember it being this slow. Um, and I guess maybe it was just, you know, as I, as I, maybe if I get older, I, I just kind of refine my taste a little more. But man, it was just, I watched that movie and I also watched another movie not too long ago. Um, I was rewatching the Friday the 13th movies is what it was. And I was just like, man, some of these really early ones are just not good. I mean, they're, they're, they're okay as slashers. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay to have fun with them, but man, like these, these early movies, they're just, their pacing's really weird. The, you know, the stories, it's kind of there, but like, it's just, I don't know. I, so I guess the hot take is that specifically, um, you know, I think it's time that we just, you know, accept that it's, it's okay to say that these newer remakes are okay, are better than their predecessors. Uh, you know, you'd be hard pressed to, to find a movie, a movie franchise that doesn't fit that mold, except for maybe like, I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that at uh, at, at all. But uh, but but that is your opinion. That is your your hot take. Um, but like I said, yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree. I I I love The Exorcist. I I don't think it. I don't think it's flawed. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it as it is. And um, I I I you know I I you know again I, I'm sure this is triggered by I'm guess you know thinking that you. You probably like The Exorcist Believer better than the original Exorcist. I do not. Um, <laughs> that's not, it's not even close in my eyes. Uh, I think The Exorcist is, is in a world of its own. Um, but, uh, I, and I, and I feel that way, I think, for most franchises. Um, while there are, you know, some re- remakes, requels, whatever you want to call, you know, whatever they are, uh, that are, that are good, that are worthy, that are, that are okay and stand on their own and whatever. Um, I still don't, I don't know that if, in my opinion, that any of them necessarily even still size up to the originals, even if they are really, really good. So, but again, you know, as, you know, as in our reviews, as in a lot of what we discuss and, and what discussions of this nature, it, you know, it's just opinion. It is what it is. People like mm-hmm. what they like. Um, and, you know, and, and I do think that something could be said, uh, you know, for the age and the generational thing too, right? I mean, I mean, there's, you know, whatever, 20 years difference between you and I. And, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up watching The Exorcist in those movies. So, you know, I'm a little, they're, 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 you know, a little partial to them, right? I, I, so not that I don't appreciate the new, but, you know, growing up on the originals, you know, I probably see them in a different aspect. Very whether true. that, you know, and, and, and the same with, you know, the same, you know, the, the, the same could be said with you, right? Seeing the new ones as, as, as your takes on them and your generation's, what, you know, quote unquote, you know, entries into these franchises. Those are what's special than you, right? To you. And, um, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's, that's fine. Right. And, uh, it's, I don't, I, I don't understand people that get too hung up on it because it, again, it, uh, and I've made this comparison a lot to, to star Wars fans. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will never in any time in my life ever, Say that anything Star Wars has done can hold a candle to the original trilogy. It's not that I don't enjoy some of the other stuff. I, I mean, I, I enjoy most of the other stuff, varying degrees, right? But I do understand that there's a generation that the prequels was that's their Star Wars, right? That's what they they were kids with, and 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 the same things that me as a child going and seeing Empire and and Jedi and and, and having that merchandise and feeling it. That's the same thing with other people and, and the prequels and other people and the sequels. And I get that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And those people can say that those are, they like those better. That's fine. Right. I, what I, what I don't get is when people get so hung up on it. It's like if somebody likes something better than the other, it doesn't diminish what I like. Right. Right. I mean, you saying that doesn't just, just diminish the fact that I, how much I love the, the original exorcist. It doesn't. It's not like there has to be a balance, right? That, uh, if, uh, there's only so much love to go around for these things. So it, you know, and, um, and it's whatever this, uh, 
this this stuff is a lot it's a lot more fun if people could just be respectful <laughs> and have these discussions and and uh and, and the biggest miss in any of this stuff is people people want to state that opinions are facts and and it's not right saying yes there are certain things that you can absolutely say about certain movies that are factual that can stand out right you can you can say that certain effects in certain movies or a higher quality, whatever, of this, and some of that's provable. But when you speak about enjoyment value, that's not factual. And, uh, you know, so I, I hate when people get so hung up on it that they, they're like, they get angry about it. I'm like, why? Right. Why? Why the fuck? It's like, are, do you get producing credit on these movies? Are you getting a kickback? <laughs> why are you, I mean, I understand being passionate. And I understand being invested because I am and I will argue and get fired up about stuff. But when push come to shove, it's just an opinion. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I do want to clarify, you know, my, my hot takes are entirely just opinions that I have. These are just yeah, things yeah. that come no, to no. mind. Um, so when I, 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 you know, I, especially for people who maybe aren't familiar with like my hot takes and kind of our back and forth, um, I, I'm like, like Dave said, we have about a 20 year gap between us. So sometimes my hot takes are going to definitely differ from sort of like the traditional role that a lot of people have with, uh, you know, with, with yeah. their the movies and stuff. So it, it's just important to keep that in mind because I, I, I could, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I don't like the extras because I do, I do genuinely like the extras movie. It's well, just, there's that different glass or lens that I look through, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, and the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. It really does not, because you're entitled to that, right? And and that's what I don't. That's that's what. And, and again, it wasn't directed directly at you. I'm just saying, in a general right. sense, people are going to like different things based on their tastes, based on their age, based on the time period, based on experience, life experience, life situations, the 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 mood they were in when they went. There's all kinds of factors, and a person can have a favorite movie. And I can hate that movie and think it is absolutely trash. But that doesn't, my opinion does not trump their opinion. Right. It doesn't mean because I hate the movie that it's right or wrong. You cannot, there is no definitive way to sit there and say one movie, as far as enjoyment value, one movie is better than another. There's no way of proving that as far as enjoyment because it differs. Now you, you want to say, you know, box office or blah, 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 or the money it made. The rankings for the weekend, there's different things like that if you want to get down to it. But just as far as enjoyment, you can't state one is a better movie than another based on the intangibles because it differs for each person and their approach. So, uh, and again, this, this is one of those things that we often get off on tangents and get rambling about, you know, with, with gatekeeping and, and, and this and that. And I, it just drives me nuts that. I, you know what? If somebody came up to me and literally, I don't know, whatever, said Cabin Fever was their favorite horror movie of all time, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> but but if that is somebody's favorite movie, okay, that's great. You know what? I love Reanimator. Someone, I can very much see how someone could watch that movie and say, what the fuck is this shit? I get that. I understand that. But I do love it. So it's just an opinion. And I'm not saying one is a technically better movie than the other and blah, 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 because it, it, neither one of them are Academy Award winning. So it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, so uh, I just think people need to be a little kinder and, and choose a, a few less heels to die on. Because when you in the grand scheme of things, it, we're all in the same team here. Yeah. And, that, and, and just because we're playing different positions, that, that doesn't matter. We're all we're all we're all horror fans. And uh, just because you like a certain movie better than I do, and I like this, that doesn't make any difference. <laughs> we're still, we're still in the, you know, still fans of the same genre. So that's Very my comments. So be it. So all I'm saying is give peace a chance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have news, birthdays, anniversaries, and all that fun stuff. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we are back with some news. All right. So we got some cool news. Um, we have a lot of movie anniversaries, which I'm not super surprised. It is October. Yes. Um, <laughs> but a couple of news release here. Um, Damien Leone has promised fans that Terrifier 3 teaser that will show at the end of Terrifier 2's theatrical release on November 1st is a full trailer that is over two minutes long. Now, unfortunately, I will miss out on this re-release because I will be on a cruise ship on November 1st. Um, so as, as excited as I was to see the re-release of Terrifier 2, I unfortunately will have to pass on it. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm a little bummed, so hopefully somebody will leak it online. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully, this is a limited thing, right? It's only like a, right. supposedly a two, two, three day thing, whatever it is. So hopefully pretty quickly, whatever this trailer is, will get released online uh, in official capacity from Leon and whatever, you know, the production company. Hopefully yep. they put it out there. And I, and I, I venture to guess they will. I wouldn't know why they wouldn't. Uh, well, they're going to give, you know, the, the people that go to see this the first crack when it's all said and done and this run is done. I mean, you would think they'd want to put it out there for the rest of the world to see because they want as many eyes on it as they can. So. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, again, hopefully it gets online somewhere, because like I said, I'm very curious to see what Terrifier 3 will hold. I'm very curious to see who they're bringing back and whatnot. And, uh, you know, uh, K- Kayla and I were actually talking to other You know, we're still I'm painfully curious. You know, because Damian Leone has said that, you know, this is going to be a more serious entry to the franchise, um, a little less, uh, you know, comedic as the first because the first one had a little bit of that kind of goofiness to it. And the second one did, too, but it leaned a little more into like the violence and sort of the supernatural aspect. And that, you know, Damian had said that the third one is going to kind of pull back on both of those and be a little bit more of a serious entry. So very curious to see how that goes. So we'll see. But uh on another note, Guillermo del Toro has stated that he starts shooting his take on Frankenstein in February. The cast is including Christoph Waltz, Mia Goth, Oscar Isaac, and Andrew Garfield. I am, again, painfully curious to see how this comes out because, you know, uh, Dave loves his version of Frankenstein from, you know, way back in the day. It's a fantastic movie. Um, has a lot of relevance in today's modern horror. If you're interested in our take on that, we've talked about uh, its similarities to a certain entry into the Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, but I'm very curious to see Del Toro's version of Frankenstein. I think it'll be very good. Yeah, I do too. And the, the thing is, I know lots of people have done Frankenstein takes and this and that, but I don't think, other you know, outside the original, that there's too many people that have nailed it very well. Yeah. It, this is definitely a story in a movie that is due. For a really, really, really good modern take on it, right? Because we're not talking about remaking a movie from, you know, whatever, 2000. We're talking about a movie that's damn near 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and a story that's even longer. And while I, you know, while I think the original film is absolutely perfect, it's still, this movie is crying for a solid, top-notch remake that is not, hey, let's put a a modern spin on it because it doesn't need that, right? Let's don't do that. Let's, let's, let's be respectful of the time period and the, in the, the peace and everything. And, uh, Guillermo del Toro is the guy to do it because he loves Frankenstein. He says, this is a movie he's been wanting to make for 50 years, ever since he's been involved, you know, his whole life, he's wanting to make this movie. The cast is uh, unbelievable and, uh, he does amazing work. So I, I think this one is going to be. Absolutely spectacular, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that pretty much does it for news. We're going to move on to birthdays and upcoming anniversaries, but I do want to slip one non-horror little tidbit in there. Um, a trailer has been released for the uh, Von Erich family bi- biopic-type movie called The Iron Claw. Um, 
and uh, Dave actually sent it to me this morning. So for people who don't know, Dave and I are also huge wrestling fans. I, I am a huge fan of the Van, Ar- Van- Von Eric family. I I just have a kind of like a weird thing like where I love just their their wrestling, I love their matches, but I also love their history. Um, so I'm very excited to see this movie. It comes out in December. Um, actually, I have a day off on the 2nd of January, so I'll be able to see it then. But uh, I just want to throw that out there in case anybody else was intrigued by it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks good. Again, it, it's a Hollywood take. It's not going to be 100% historically right. factual, I'm sure. But just from the trailer, you know, the the, the costuming, the the clothing, the design, the the look of the of the guys, uh, the look of the sportatorium, which is the arena they wrestle in, that's, man, that's all pretty good. So yeah. at least they got that part right. And, um, you know, anything that is a quote unquote biographical thing, there's still Hollywood liberties taken. So there, there's always going to be some of that. But uh, I'm excited because, again, you know, when uh, anything wrestling crosses over and you get a main theatrical release or whatever for something that's wrestling related, I'm hell, I'm, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. But I just had to throw it out there because. You know, it may not be horror, but um, there are definitely some very horrifying aspects of their story. So I'm yeah. very interested and, and, to see how they'll do it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there, there's a lot of crossover. I, I know not everybody, but there's a lot of crossover in the fan base with horror and, and wrestling. Very yeah, true. So. Very true. Uh, especially if you've seen the Texas Chainsaw match on AEW. So scary. So scarily awful. But anyways. Yep. <laughs> Upcoming birthdays. Uh, we only have two this week. October 13th, 1956, we have Chris Carter, the X-Files creator. The X-Files, of course, is probably one of the greatest television shows of all time. Um, a lot of it is aged, but I will say this. A lot of the stories are so good, and even though they are a little bit older, X-Files is great. You, you, you can't beat the spookiness of X-Files. You cannot beat the ambience of X-Files. It's just chef's kiss, so good. It is. I love X-Files. Definitely, definitely a top five show for me of all time. Absolutely. And then we also have uh, Margot Kidder, the original Black Christmas, and Lois Lane in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Um, I, I, I can visualize her as Lois Lane. I cannot visualize her in Black Christmas for some reason, but obviously a fantastic actress, the Christopher Reeves. Uh, Superman movies are, are wonderful. Uh, you know, just uh, very iconic for the time, and uh, Margot Kidder definitely did her part in making that iconic. She did. She's great. I love her. Uh, and the original Black Christmas is spectacular. Uh, and she's kind of the main, the main person in it. Uh, the main girl, the, the, whatever that is, the college or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I love her. I mean, she's, she will forever be my Lois Lane. So very, very, very cool. And then, uh, we also have some upcoming movie anniversaries. Like I said, we have a lot. So yeah, I just couldn't, the- <laughs> couldn't trim this list. I'm like, like, yeah, these are a lot, but I'm like, where do you cut? But then I thought, you know, and then Monica even mentioned to me, hey, it's October, right? You're going to get a lot in October. So but, Very uh, true. <laughs> I felt like these were all notable enough that we had to speak on them. Yeah. So starting us out at the top, October 12, 1989, we have Puppet Master. Um, there's a billion Puppet Master movies. A lot of them are not that great, but the first few are really good. The first one is very good. Um, definitely makes you rethink the uh, buying a puppet thing. Yeah, you don't have to make me rethink. I don't like puppets. Uh, and I don't like, I don't like, uh, whatever they're called, uh, ventriloquist dummies. I don't, none yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> I don't like any of it, but, uh, yeah, uh, Puppet Master's fun. I like the original a lot. Absolutely. All right. Then we also have, uh, one of my low key favorite, uh, Halloween movies, October 13th, 1989, Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, yeah, Revenge of Michael Myers and Curse of Michael Myers are, are again, low-key favorite movies of mine. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they just kind of are a little unique in some way. Uh, Revenge of Michael Myers is a little, little, uh, little campy, but nonetheless a good one. It's a sequel to the uh, Halloween 4 Return of Michael Myers. Um, Dave, what are your thoughts on Halloween 5? Uh, not one of my favorites, but... Um... I, but again, I like all the Halloweens in varying degrees, yeah. right? It's it's one of those things where even the ones that are quote unquote bad, I appreciate in some way. Um, I mean, even the one whatever Halloween ends that we knock, I mean, there's still parts that I appreciate and, and that I like because it's 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 Halloween and it's still got Michael Myers, and um, I just love the franchise so much that 
while uh, you know ranking them, which we will do this fall when it comes close to the uh, the around time for the 45th anniversary of the original movie, uh, I would my I wouldn't necessarily rank even the ones I rank at the bottom. I, I probably still enjoy overall as a movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like how it is for most of those franchises. Though. Some of those middle movies, you know, they're not they're not the best, but they're not the worst. They're still enjoyable. But uh, October 14th, 1988, we have Pumpkinhead, a movie that I've not seen in a good long while. Um, yeah. Pumpkinhead's a it's a classic uh, monster flick. You know what I mean? It's uh, from the 80s and it's 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 not too bad. It's not too bad. No, I like Pumpkinhead. Again, I haven't yeah, I haven't watched it in a while either, but it's a it's a fun movie. It's a it's it's goofy. It's definitely a, an 80s horror, uh, you know, whatever prototypical 80s horror movie. Uh, but it, it's a fun movie. Again, there's there's been some sequels and whatever else that. I don't think are quite as good, but yeah, the originals is fun. Yes, absolutely. And then we also have uh, October 14th, 1994, a movie that ranked relatively high on our list, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, New Nightmare was a uh, breath of fresh air into the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise after a slew of not-so-great movies. Uh, New Nightmare is, is, is a good one, gotta say it. It, it is. It's, it's one of those deals where people need to take note of how do you want to invigorate a franchise, do something different uh, and, and do it right, right? Not just do the same old tire over and over again, because at some point, even if it's great, at some point you, you have to do something different. And uh, this is the way I mean, this is the way to do it. That's that's fun. And uh, when you you know, especially when you break that fourth wall and, and you blur the lines, quote unquote, between reality and movie, which, you know, not truly, but within the realm of the movie. Um, it's fun, and I, I love New Nightmare. It's one of my favorites. Absolutely. Definitely high, high on my list, too, that's for sure. All right, October 16th, 1992, we have Candyman. Obviously, Candyman's great. Um, the remake of Candyman, the requel, or whatever you want to call it, superb as well. But the original Candyman with Tony Todd, so good. Love yep. that guy. Love that movie. Absolutely. So good. I mean, again, it's classic. Uh, so good. We, I mean, Monica and I went to a convention one time, and uh, Tony Todd was there, and uh, we weren't going to see him or anything, but we were walking by, and he was there, and it wigged Monica out just because she could hear him talk, and it just creeped her out, just purely based on Candyman. Very much so. He's got a very iconic voice. I, I think does. it's one of those things you hear, and you're just like, yep, I know who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, on a not-so-good note, October 16, 1998, Bride of Chucky. It's not the worst. The, the later movies are even no. worse. But Bride of Chucky is not the best, but not the worst. It's definitely middle of the road. Um, but it's not horrible. I I, I would no. watch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not a great movie, but it has some great aspects as far as the Child's Play franchise, right? Bringing in, uh, you know, Jennifer Tilly and, and different things. Uh, you know, and the Tiffany doll and whatnot. So there, there's some some aspects that have stood as as iconic within the Child's Play franchise. But overall, as a movie, it's eh, it, like you said, it's kind of kind of lukewarm to me. Yeah, I, I would say lukewarm is a good good descriptor. All right, October 17, 1997. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer is a pretty atypical slasher. Um, it does change up the genre slightly on kind of how they approach it. Um, and it has some relatively big names, uh, for, especially mm-hmm. for the time, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., so on and so forth. Johnny Galecki's in it. Um, not a bad movie. Uh, I, I heard that the, uh, television series that they have on Prime isn't too bad either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've not watched it. I haven't watched this movie in a while, but I do know as far as, as 90s horror, it's, it's up there. It's one of the, one of the uh, more recognizable or whatever you want to call it, iconic of the 90s horror. And I, I think it uh, I think it I think it holds up as far you know, as what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, long list here, guys. We're almost done. <laughs> October 18th, 1980, Motel Hell. Hell I, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Motel. Hell. Oh, I think we talked about it before, too. Put it on the list, Ike, because this movie is great. This movie is Holy crap. As far as 80s horror, Hotel, Motel Hell is iconic. Okay, so you have, you've got to put it on the list. Put it on the Dave list <laughs> because you've got to watch Motel Hell. Take take it with the fact that it's made in 1980 when you watch it. 
I mean, take that into account. I love Motel Hell. Uh, this is, oh, uh, <laughs> unreal. You've got to watch it. So put it on that list. Put it on that I, a watch list. I got it on there. No there problem. Uh, and another one that's on my watch list, October 18, 1985, Reanimator. Yeah. If you don't watch it soon, we're going to quit talking. I'm just <laughs> telling you. Because this movie, um, again, like I said earlier, I'm not going to, I am not going to fool anybody and say this is one of the greatest movies of all time, but it is so fun. It's just, it, uh, it's iconic. And it, I mean, you know, we're talking about an HP Lovecraft story. Uh, you know, it is just, it is amazing. It is incredible. One of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely. Well, like you said, I'll have to check it out. Um, it is on my list. Uh, and then last, but certainly not least, we have October 18, 2002, The Ring. Um, again, early 2000s horror is a little hit or miss, but The Ring, uh, it's a fantastic movie. It's a good franchise. It's an American remake of a uh, foreign horror called Ringu, um, which I believe is Japanese, I believe. Uh, but yeah, definitely a good one. If you've never seen it, it, it's definitely a good early 2000s horror movie. That that's a that's a for sure statement. Yeah, it's a standout. Again, when you talk, you know, when you talk right eras of of horror, right, and decades of horror. I mean, when you talk about the the early 2000s, the ring's up there to me, right? It's it is a it's a fresh take. It's a it's a new it's something new, right? We hadn't seen really a whole lot like this with this this approach. Um, so it's 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 a creative story. Again, I know it's a remake, but still. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun movie and it's one of those movies that, you know, e even at this point rewatching it, I, I, you know, again, I still think it holds up, um, for the time period. Absolutely. And then, uh, I think that, yeah, that's all of our upcoming movie anniversaries. So uh, check out all those, uh, anniversary movies this week. And, uh, we got some releases coming for you on October 12th. We have Fall of the House of Usher. It is a Netflix, uh, Mike Flanagan, you know, collaboration. Mike Flanagan does a lot of that with uh, Netflix. And this is a, a series based on the tales of Edgar Allan Poe. Um, How Fall of the House of Usher is definitely going to be one I'll be catching. I love Mike Flanagan. I love Edgar Allan Poe. So it's a perfect, perfect mix for me. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch this. Uh, again, I think this is the, the final obligation that Mike Flanagan currently has with Netflix. And um, you can't go out with better than this, right? Edgar Allan Poe stuff, it works. It, it, it is easy to to remake uh, and, and put a, a spin on it. it. It's it's timeless, right? You can you can literally adapt it for any time and make it work. Um, I'm I'm pretty psyched. I'm I'm hoping it has the same feel and creativity when Guillermo Guillermo del Toro's that that cabinet of curiosities that he did. I'm hoping it has that same vibe, but it's just being uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and, and I think it will. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely. And then we also have uh, Creepshow Season 4 releasing on the 13th. Uh, Creepshow has, again, this is the fourth season on Shudder. Uh, Creepshow, the first few seasons are really good. Season 3, I've actually not watched yet. Uh, but Season 1 and 2 are spectacular. Uh, Creepshow is, of course, an anthology-esque series where each episode is different. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Season four is coming very, very soon. Uh, Dave, I'm, no, I'm sure you've seen the original Creep Show, but have you watched yep. the uh, show at all? I have not, unfortunately, and um, I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed with myself that I haven't because I love Creep Show, and uh, I'm I'm very happy that it's the the that whatever that franchise or that name or whatever you want to say is still alive and out there um, because it's that that same like you said the, the anthology thing, kind of that tells from the crypt kind of thing. Uh, spawning out of Stephen King, um, and and I'm glad it's still alive and well, and uh, I'm excited. I'm glad this has gone four seasons, and hopefully it keeps on a few more. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I suspect it will. It does pretty well, I hear, so. but we'll see. All right. October 13th as well, we have The Puppet Man releasing on Shudder. It is described as The Puppet Man, a convicted killer on death row, always maintained his innocence, and that it was an evil force controlling his body as he slaughtered his victims. Now Michelle, the killer's daughter, begins to suspect that there may be some truth to who father's claims when those around her begin to die in brutal ways. Um, you know that I'm always on board for a Shutter release. This sounds pretty solid, so I will definitely be checking this out. Uh, like I said, if it's on Shutter, I'm probably going to watch it. Yep, me too. Uh, 
pretty much anything, you know, that screen box shutter throws out there, the original stuff <laughs> I, I'm watching. Um, you know, some I like, some eh, whatever, but uh, some some really stands out to me. And there's some sleeper stuff that uh, that slides in there, like, you know, last year with Deadstream, right? It really, you know, slid in there for us in our, as one of our top five favorites of the year. Um, and I, I'm not saying Puppet Man will be one of those, but I will definitely watch it. Um, but, you know, on a side note, talking back to our earlier discussion, as it stands right now, Totally Killer may be that sleeper pick to slide in yeah. our top five of the year. So I know that's off track, but but I'll watch Puppet Man, yes. Yes, I, I will watch Puppet Man, and you are correct. Um, totally Killer may have slipped in there for me too, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in about, uh, what, two months-ish? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> two there. Two and a half months, um, but very cool. And then last but not least, on the 17th, before we talk to you next, uh, the 17th, that's a very weird day to release a movie. It's like a Wednesday or something. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we have Shaky Shivers. You heard that right. Shiver Me Timbers and Shaky Shivers being released on Screenbox on the 17th, described as two young women find themselves at an abandoned camp in the woods with a book of magic spells surrounded by classic monsters in this comedic send-up of 80s horror films. Again, it's on Screenbox. It's a little comedic from what I'm reading here, so I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah, me too. There is absolutely nothing about that description that does not just get, make me excited. I mean, everything <laughs> everything about me, you abandoned camp in the woods, a book of magical spells, surrounded by classic monsters, a comedic send-up of 80s horror films. Yeah, all that. Throw it in a, throw it in a pot, and you have a Dave's wish list right there. Um I know this has been out there. I think it, I think it had a slight, uh, a limited theatrical release. Uh, got a lot of praise. Uh, and this is the streaming release of it. You know, it's coming to Screenbox. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to finally get to watch it. Yep. Absolutely. I just love the name. Shaky Shivers. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, so that's it, guys. That, that's it. Legit. For real. I'm starting to lose my voice talking about all that. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say it once. I've said it a million times. If you don't follow us on social media, you're a fucking loser. Uh, anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> coming up next, we're going to do our review, which I think might be a little divisive between Dave and I, but we're going to do our review of Exorcist Believer. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. We are back here on Listen to Their Screams. And like I said, we're now about to discuss The Exorcist Believer, which is out in theaters now. Uh, the movie was written by David Gordon Green and Peter Sattler, directed by David Gordon Green, starring Ellen Burstyn, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Lydia, Lydia Julia, Jewett, and Olivia O'Neill. It was released by Universal Pictures. Had a budget of $30 million and so far has grossed $26,497,600, which was good for number one for the weekend. Now, you had to put a little caveat on that because I do believe uh, that Universal did have to pay like $100 million just for the rights for these <laughs> movie, But they are getting a trilogy out of it, so you know, whatever. Uh, long term, who knows where that will be. Now, here's the thing. Ike, you say that it's uh, this might be divisive. I don't know that it's going to be as divisive as you think because – the only part that will be divisive is, do I think Exorcist Believer is better than the original Exorcist? Nope, not even close. I, but for me, probably nothing will be. But here's the thing. What, and I, like I said earlier, for whatever reason, online and reviews and blah, 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 this movie is getting raked over the coals. It really Pe- is. Yeah, people are talking about how much they hate it, how horrible it is, how much it drags, and blah, 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 blah. And I keep hearing this, right? And I keep thinking, Okay, what 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 am I not seeing that they're seeing that? And then the bad thing is it's hard not to get pulled into that and start second guessing yourself. And I have to stick to my guns. And the fact of the matter is, do I think Exorcist Believer is a absolutely 100 percent spectacular top shelf movie? Nah, not quite. Do I think Exorcist Believer is a fun movie and not nearly as goddamn bad as what people are saying? Yes, 100 percent. Does Exorcist Believer suck? I don't think so. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought uh, it had flaws, right? But most movies do. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not, 
I'm not understanding the hate to the level that it's getting. Um, I understand that people do not like it. Okay, I, I get that, right? Because you get that with every movie. But man, people are really coming hard at this movie. Yeah. And, and I, I don't understand that level. It's not, it's not registering with me. And maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll get some heat for saying that. But, uh, okay, let me, let me discuss number one. Let me discuss some of the things I liked, right? It was, it was a well made movie. The, the guy that played the dad, which I think is Leslie Odom Jr., 100% spectacular. He was the star of this movie. He was so damn good. And, um, and the two girls were excellent, right? I like how, you know, it tied back to the original. Um, and, but it, but it did its own thing too, right? It was, it was a, 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 I don't want to say unique because it's not necessarily that it's unique in its take on a demon possession, right. but it wasn't the same old ty- We talked about this not too long ago with something. I don't remember what it was, but it's, and I'm not knocking. I love Pope's exorcist, but it's not that same old Catholic church possession. Bring in someone from the church while there were clergy in this. It, it was different, right? That was not the predominant thing. And I, I guess I, I kind of liked that take on the parents saying, fuck this. We got to do something and save our kids. Yeah. And so they, they, they all came together and they brought different, you know, whatever, a, a priest and, a, and a, a preacher and whatnot together. And the person who has experience in this. Whatever they could do, let's throw everything at this and see if we can come through it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, again, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think it has the the holes that everybody keeps saying. I don't. I don't get that. Now, my flaws to it is, eh, as a horror movie, I, I think it could use a little more horror, right? A little more. I'm not saying it has to have kills or whatever, but a little more, a little bit more uh, suspense. A little more, not suspense, but a little more scare right when it did it 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 was okay but i thought it i thought it needed a little more um and i don't know if that's why people are saying it drags is because it didn't i don't think drags not the right word because still characterly you know developing the character still was good i thought but i it could have used a little more terror right a little more demon in your face here and there um throw a little more of that in there a little a little more scary it had some but yeah I, i think it needed a little more of that uh, but I don't think that necessarily makes what was there a flaw because it was still good. I just think it needed a, a, a little more make me shit my pants kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and again, before I pass it off to you, and again, we, you know, we, we say it the spoilers, blah, blah, blah. Freaking seeing Linda Blair at the end of the movie. Oh, that just, I loved it, right? I know it's cheesy. I knew everybody knew it was coming. Uh, I think it was obvious watching the movie. But just to see her, just I love Linda Blair, and it made me so happy <laughs> to, to to see her in the movie for that moment. So, yeah. um, so I'm gonna pass it off, Ike, and let you talk now on it a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I, I like you said, I I just genuinely it befuddles me how much hate this movie's getting online. Like, here's the thing: there are definitely movies that are more deserving of critiques and criticisms. But like genuinely, I, I see these these takes on this movie online and I genuinely don't understand what movie they watched. And and that very rarely happens where I read a review and I can at least see where they're coming from. But I just simply cannot visualize and see where these reviews are coming from. And I, and obviously I mean this respectfully. The only thing that I could possibly think, the only thing that I could possibly think that is spawning this much hate is that there are a lot of people who may be blinded by nostalgia and, and cannot see past the old formula to see this new formula. And, and I think that could be part of the issue. I think another part of the issue is that a lot of people just genuinely hate requels. There are a lot of people who just genuinely look down on reuse, rehash material. So that's my only thought process on why this is getting so much hate. But I digress. The movie itself is fantastic. There's a lot of amazing stuff that happens in this movie. A lot of homages to the original Exorcist. Um, now, obviously, this was made by, you know, David Gordon Green, um, who had a lot of, you know, a lot of experience with this kind of movie. You know what I mean? He worked on the Halloween uh, requels, uh, which and, in my... To be fair, 
David Gordon Green gets a lot of heat. Yeah. He, he, he gets a lot of shit. So I don't know if some of this is just not because he's tied to it. I guarantee it. Because his involvement with the other movies, I think, is a, a large reason probably why people gave this movie shit. Because they're like, oh, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? And David Gordon Green, he did, he did great. This movie was directed fat, fabulously. I mean, and I think you kind of mentioned it. Leslie Odom Jr. was so, so fucking good in this movie. I mean, just peak. And the, the girls in this movie, too, the children, they, they did fantastic. So and I and I wanted to give a small special kudos because Catherine, which is um, uh, the more religious girl family, uh, yeah. is played by Olivia O'Neill. I look on IMDb and this is her only credit. So oh. for this to be her one and only movie so far, it, it's fantastic. You you I would not have guessed that this was her only movie. Um, and obviously everyone else in this movie is so fantastic, too. Um Small spoiler, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this movie was that in the end, obviously, you watch the trailer, you know, the girl had become possessed. And one of the things in the trailer that was kind of striking is that they, you know, the demon says through them, only one of these girls is going to live. And that that literally comes true in this movie. Only one of the girls live. You know, a lot of times in these movies, they, they do those fake outs, right? Those fake outs were like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill somebody. And then they don't actually kill anybody. Well, they, they killed one of them. They killed one of the girls. Um, and I was not expecting that. And just that absolute unexpected like twist where I was like, wow, I really was not anticipating anybody dying. And not only that, this movie just it, it not to say that it reinvented the wheel, but it did sort of reinvent sort of that exorcism uh, esque you know, thought process. You know what I mean? It wasn't just the standard young and an old priest walk into a bar. It was, you know, we're going to approach this from multiple different fronts. You know what I mean? It, it, it had sort of like that holistic sort of um, I, I cannot remember, you know, what religion she kind of subscribed to. But it was more of a holistic sort of medicine woman who was approaching this from a natural perspective. You know what I mean? That that nature needs to be involved in order to, you know, rid these girls of their spirits. And of course, you did have the Christian Catholic you know, perspective as well being represented but it was just very intriguing how they approached the exorcism as sort of a non-traditional format. And they also kind of, you know, it was, it was more realistic. You know what I mean? They, they said that the Vatican wouldn't approve the exorcism because the Vatican didn't want anything to do with it. The Vatican was like, no, this is a, me- a mental health matter, not an exorcism matter. And there was a scene at the end, which I thought was very interesting, that I think is going to be important in the next movie. Um, is that Catherine uh, was t- was taken. You know what I mean? The, the demon chose Catherine, uh, and, and I think it's important that that be noted because I think it's going to be important in the next movie somehow. Um, and it was just, the movie had a lot of really cool little snippets, a lot of you know ties back into the original film. Ellen Burstyn looks fantastic for being a 90-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she still moves around perfect, and she did a really good job in this movie. Um, I was really thinking they were going to kill her, but they didn't. Uh, and I'm glad they didn't because we got to see that really cool, touching reunion between uh, Chris McNeil's character and Reagan's character. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, this movie had a lot of great stuff. It had fan service for the old fans of The Exorcist. Um, it had a lot of new stuff, a lot of new actors, new faces, um, and a very different twist on sort of how The Exorcism traditionally goes. So, yeah, I loved it. A lot of great stuff I could say about it. Um, and yeah, I just I, I can't wait for uh, Deceiver, Exorcist Deceiver. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, you know, I I I don't think it's absolutely a you know a perfect movie. Um, and I don't know that it's one of my you know it's not cracking my top five or anything for the year. But I think it's I don't. There's always going to be people that hate, and, and that no matter what the movie, right? There's always people yeah. that express that. But yeah, there's so much out there. I just I don't get it. I don't know. And uh, I, I I love the original, but I can still appreciate this. And um, again, while I, you know it does have some flaws, right? But but most movies do, right? There's always something. There's always something missing about about movies. Um, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was enjoyable to watch uh, overall. Um, and, and again, the only thing that I the only qualm I really have. Is I wish they would have had a little more, 
I don't even know the right word to put on it, like a, a little more action or whatever it might be. And, and by action, I just mean I, I would like to have seen a little more of the demon, right? A little more uh, in, in your face, a little more some, some more scares, because uh, the stuff when they when they showed it, it was really good. And uh, and there was there was a lot of character development and whatnot. And that was all really good. And, and the story was really good uh, in my eyes. But um, I. I, I, yeah, I could have used a little more, and I don't know how they could have balanced and what they could have taken out to put more of that in. I don't know, uh, right? But I wanted to see, I wanted to see a little more of the, the 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 demon in my face kind of stuff, um, right? And, and I wish there could have been a little more of that. Um, and and again, we also, I think you also have to keep in mind, this movie is establishing a new trilogy, and yeah. sometimes that 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 hinders that first movie. And now that they've established the characters, they've, they've, you know, established the world and the premise and what's going on and the tie to the original, the tie back, um, you know, maybe it's a little more wide open for the next one and the, and the third one. And, uh, we'll, and we'll see. So, um, but again, it was, you know, while I won't say it's a, a, a great movie, I, I don't, I don't see it being as bad as everybody's saying. And, uh, and I thought it was a fun, enjoyable movie, uh, overall. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. Uh, again, in my eyes, is it as good as the original? Nope, not for me. But uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they would, would do. I, I probably wouldn't see it as that because I love the original so much. But that doesn't mean this one's so bad. Uh, it doesn't have to be that they one has to be good, one has to be bad. Um, so I don't know. So anyway, anyway uh, Ike, you want to move on? You want to rate this thing? Let's do it. Let's rate this bitch. All right. Well, uh, again, like I said, uh, not you know not what I would call a top shelf movie in my eyes, but uh, but solid enough for me. I I think I'm giving it just I'm just giving it right in the middle, uh, just a three out of five for me because it was fun, and I like it. I don't think there was, like I said, enough there to send it over the edge. If it had a, a little more scare, a little more of the demonic stuff, it might have pushed it a, a little half a point, half a scream higher. Uh, but I don't definitely don't think there's anything there that in my eyes would have brought it below a three. So uh, I'm giving it a three out of five. Well, today's the day, folks. Dave and I have rated probably the last like dozen movies pretty similarly. Um, but today's the day. Today's the day that we we, we go down our own separate ways. Um, it's like the end of the Fast and Furious movie when Vin Diesel and Paul Walker <laughs> drive down the and uh, what's the, whatever that song's playing. The band's been a long day. Anyways, um, <laughs> That, that's us right now. Uh, I'm giving this bad boy a four, a four out of five. Um, and, and here and here's why. I When I walked out of that movie, I said to myself, you know, if The Exorcist were more like this movie, I, I probably would have liked The Exorcist maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, The Exorcist is a good movie. Historically speaking, it's an inv- it's a very important movie for the history of, of not just horror movies, but paranormal movies. The Exorcist broke a lot of ground and it broke a lot of barriers when it came to not only paranormal movies, but how like children actors are seen in horror movies. So, you know, The Exorcist is very important, but for me, The Exorcist never really did it. You know what I mean? When I watched it for the first time, yeah, it was it was definitely took me back a little bit. But as I've watched newer movies and as I've rewatched The Exorcist, this movie just seems to grow a little bit more for me in terms of how much I love it. And I feel like it did justice to the Exorcist franchise and it made me really excited for the next two movies. So um, for me, it's a four out of five. It it is up there with some of the other movies that I've rated out of four. Um, And it's just, it genuinely makes me excited for what is going to come next. And I, and I hope that they get the green light to, to get those next movies. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So if you average about, that's a three and a half for us. Uh, so I just for uh, since we're not really going to do full reviews, but we really, really like them. Uh, do we want to rate uh, give a rating for VHS 85 and Tony Killer? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's go for that. So uh, let's start with VHS 85 again. Uh, I, I love the movie. Thought it was very, very fun. Uh, but I don't you know, I don't know that it's it's breaking new ground, per se. I think it's just uh, it, just improving on the formula they've established. So I think VHS 85, I'm probably giving it a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I would have to agree with you there. Um, it, it's always my instinct with these VHS movies and these anthology movies like, Oh yeah, it's a four to five, four to five. But 
VHS is a long-running series. This is not the first and it won't be the last. 85 was definitely an improvement some of the other films, so I'd have to agree. Three and a half out of five, not breaking any new ground, but fantastic nonetheless. All right. Well, there you have it. So three and a half out of five on VHS 85. Now, Totally Killer. Um, totally Killer, again, I so far, uh, just off the top of my head, Again, I'm not looking at the, the the list and what we've watched and what I've you know, whatever else. Off the top of my head, I, I'm thinking this is a top five for me. I'm giving Totally Killer a four out of five. Yeah, I I think I have to agree with you. Like I said, I feel like this is one of those sleeper movies, exactly like uh, Deadstream was for us last year. Um, totally Killer really it blew away my you know my preconceived notions of the film, my expectations. Um, it's definitely a four out of five for me. Uh, there you go. So a, a cum- cumulative three and a half out of five for Exorcist Believer, a three and a half out of five uh, agreement on VHS 85 and a four out of five agreement on Totally Killer. So there you go. Uh, while we didn't do full reviews, there's our, our ratings and our opinions on those two. Uh, but again, I, I can't go watch them all. It was a good weekend uh, to, uh, to to watch horror movies. And we're completing the, the, the quartet. Uh, next week, we're going to be reviewing Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. And out of these four, this is the one I had the most trepidation about. Um, I don't I don't know what to expect. I, I've heard. Well, I don't know. I've not heard a lot. I don't know that it's getting. I don't know that it's getting the eyes because of some of these other things. Yeah, uh, I'm not hearing anything great about it, but we'll see. We'll see. It's got David Duchovny in it. I know it's kind of a prequel type take on the, I think a prequel of the remake, I believe, or whatever you want, however you want to put it. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to give it a chance. This is a streaming movie. Uh, I love the original pet cemetery. Uh, so I'm hoping this is a, a, a good entry into the saga, uh, but we'll give it a chance. So next episode, that's what we're reviewing pet cemetery bloodline. So make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform so that you do not miss that episode. And like I said earlier, make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms so that you can see all the cool stuff we post. Uh, we, we post pretty much everything we talk about in the episodes uh, and lots of other stuff. So there's lots of cool things and interactions and discussions and polls and things that we do out there. Uh, we, we try to have, have a fun, positive horror community and a horror interaction with fellow fans. Uh, so make sure you follow us. So Ike, before we close out and get out of here, anything else you want to add? Uh, only thing I can say is, uh, you know, there's so much stuff coming out, man. It's hard to keep up with all of it, but, um, if you can watch it all support horror, the more we watch, the more they make. So that's, that's all I can say. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, don't, don't get caught up in what people are saying about the excess believer. Still go see it. Still go see it a chance because if nothing else, the, those few bucks that you're giving it, uh, while seeing it, just ensures that uh, these companies are saying, well, you know, horror movie is is making us money. Horror movies are making us money, so we we need to do more of them. Uh, so, you know, if you want to trash it online, whatever, but at least go see it, and don't just take other people's word for it and uh, and formulate your own opinion. So, well, that's it for this week. That is our closure on Ex- Exorcist Believer, and like we said, next week we'll do Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe. And have many pleasant nightmares.